0: You can also support us by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps more than you know, and we greatly appreciate it. And now, let's get to the show.
2: Yeah, so I mean, riding around, I see all kinds of stuff. Like I just told you, I saw six today. Six turkeys, one was blowed up. They're hiding in the shade, though. I have found, like, as summer gets here, they've tend to be more in shape but it was like a grown-up feels pretty crazy and then I almost ran off ran over another one don't do I, that, you know huh i said don't do that oh no so i i wanted to get some cool video of my carry my camera with me so i drove down the road turned around he was still standing on the side of the road and he started crossing the road and he's limping like like a pent with a limp kind of deal you know getting across the road and uh, I think he was mocking me, uh, letting him know that he he, you he made it through the season. You weren't close to
0: Adam's Adams area, were you? <laughs> He's got a turkey nah, limping nah. around there somewhere.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I wasn't close to Adam's area, bless his heart. Well, you know, man, I
0: got one more turkey hunt left in me, I think. I'm going to go to Tennessee here for a couple of
2: days uh, this weekend. I, you know, I I thought about joining y'all, I guess. When, we, when did we first talk about this back in our turkey season like yeah i was full like yeah i'm gonna do that hunt and then i remembered i had the fishing tournament that weekend but i was like still contemplating like missing the fishing tournament but man i'm so past turkeys right now it's <laughs> you know after I, but i mean listening to the last episode that y'all did um on that montana hunt i, I mean that got me fired up but I can't really do anything. I'm 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 past it and uh I flipped the page of fishing and deer. So is everybody else, man. Like it, it's really
0: funny during during like, I don't know, February, late February all the way through mid May, I would say, is pretty high engagement levels for turkey hunting stuff. Like, yeah. like it gets starts getting really high, especially right there in the beginning of March, man. People are just they're fired up about it's it. That's the hop. Yeah, they're yeah, fired the up. of it all. Um, me personally, gotta... I, I stay fired up. I'm still fired up about turkeys, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm still, like, I like, wouldn't. When, when we were in Montana, that last turkey we killed, it was, like, like here. The, I, I would say the last gobble that we heard in Montana was equally as, like, gut-wrenching heart-stopping as the first gobble I
2: heard this season oh yeah you well, know like I, mean? I, said, I heard that go- I heard that gobble today don't mm-hmm. think that I didn't want to go chase after the turkey <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about how I could get I could get to him yeah but I, I guess since Alabama's out I really don't want to travel I'm saving some vacation time for deer season um, I mean she'd already told you that I'm thinking about put postponing a week for a, a out-of-state turkey trip next year you know, I mean, it's always on my mind, and that's a, that's a debate we've had a lot with Walt. You remember at the beginning of the year, Walt told us, "Say turkey season is better, or turkey hunting is better than deer hunting." Yeah, you remember he said that. In ways, it is. In ways, it is. But you know, what I man, love I, my favorite
0: part what? going back to that. My favorite part about turkeys versus deer, and it's really not even a versus thing for me, honestly. Like. I, you try to we try to make it a versus thing but it's really not it's a it's a either or type thing you know whatever's in yeah. season I'm gonna hunt it hard. Oh yeah and, and I love it know. I love I love certain aspects but one of the favorite my favorite things about turkeys is that no matter how much these jokers want to turn it into deer hunting, it's just not because most people, if it's a gobbling turkey, that's the standard. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's, that's your standard. We had a, when we were in, in Wy- or not Wyoming in Montana, um, we kind of talked about this one specific Turkey a little bit in the last episode. He was huge, man. Just the biggest freaking prettiest gobbler you've ever seen. Just strutting out in this field for two or three hands. And he had this little bitty tiny Jake beard. Uh, huh. it, it looked like it had probably been frozen off or something like that. But it's just little bitty. You couldn't that's hardly wow. see it. And to uh, be honest with you, I kind of shot him and not felt a thing about it. Like, just equally as happy. So, uh, that that's probably one of my favorite things. Because deer is like, he's not mature enough. He's only two. He's only three. He's only four. He's only five. He's only. I mean, you're always going to find somebody yeah. that thinks your standards should be higher. And turkey's just basically the only real, like, universal standard.
2: Is Jake's versus Gobblers? You know what I mean. <laughs> on the Jake note, I think you said I don't. It may have been you who sent it to me. I think it was. Um, Do you hear that? Do you hear that beeping? Yeah, that was my that was my diabetic alarm going off. <laughs> did you just Let have, you have an alarm
0: that reminds you that you have diabetes?
2: Yeah, yeah. If my <laughs> like if my sensor that I have on my arm like disconnects from Bluetooth, it it alerts me here if my sugar gets too high or too low shoot um pretty neat but uh no i think a guy had made a post or something it was like i killed this two three-year-old jake <laughs> yeah i saw that <laughs> and uh, you know that, that's that's funny whatever he, he can do what he wants to and then today i was i was flipping through tiktok or something and uh a podcast came up i think it was i forgot what it was called but they were talking about kind of what you said the universal like What's a good, you know? What's a good turkey? And it's like an adult turkey, you know, yeah. a two-year-old turkey. You're, you're not measuring beard or spurs. I've heard some people claim that that they all oh, beard wasn't too big. I didn't shoot him. Whatever. I, if it's goblin, I'm gonna shoot him. You know. And we've had situations where we shoot jakes on accident, thinking it's a gobbler. It's just part of turkey hunting. And um, but he was saying like, what what is a two-year-old turkey equivalent equivalent to in the whitetail? Woods like to a buck, and they were like, well, "That's equivalent to like a four or five year old buck." That's kind of what they were like gauging, you know. Um, so it's just neat. It's a to- totally different ball game. Yeah, the rules are totally different. They um, are, dude. And like, like deer, like a
0: buck, you don't have ground shrinkage really with a turkey. With a deer, no. you, you just do. And so that's one of my favorite aspects about it is just that the turkeys a turkey most of the time. And spoiler no, alert, all- we killed several more turkeys for the guys who who pushed through last season or last uh last week's episode we uh joey ended the episode matt i don't know if you heard it he said if we shoot three turkey three more turkeys out here it's going to be a miracle or by some miracle we shoot all three of our tags on this public is going to be a miracle you know and we were able to <laughs> we were able to do that and it was awesome uh it's probably like the best the best hunting trip i've been on as far as like just success, you know. Like the 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 camp was great. The guys I was there, Jacob and Joey, they were awesome. Um, we had a blast hunting together, and we killed a lot of turkeys. And uh, yeah, like it was just it was just a, a ton of fun. But next week on the Limb Hanger podcast, we're going to tell that whole story. Um, because we have not shared any of the Montana story on on the Limb Hanger podcast. So
2: no. I'm going to do that Lim- next limb week. Hangers. Limb hangers ready the the camarot uh, you know camaraderie that's kind of cliche you know deal but like turkey hunt with somebody different than deer hunt with somebody
0: yeah
2: um deer deer hunt with somebody like if you say oh I'm gonna I'll I'll film you shoot a deer like deep down in the film guys kind of like man I wish I wish that was me shooting that deer you know <laughs> yeah. but like turkey hunting totally different like yeah. I don't care let's just kill let's just kill something. And uh, that's what I love about it. And I, you know, me, me and you got to hunt that last day. We didn't really have much luck, but man, it's just fun walking in the woods with with a buddy and and getting into it, man.
0: You know, I think hunting buddies having having a good hunting buddy is uh, it's a very important thing because he, it's got to be somebody who is equally as driven. As you or it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Um, I would say I would say most of my friends are it, when they're in the woods, they're equally as driven as I am to kill something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've surrounded myself well with people who like who are good at it and and, and like to do it. The, the problem is, is in this day and age of, of this uh, online hunting buddies which is really what it is i mean that's what our patreon is um th- honestly i mean i was pretty close tight friends with you before we ever even mm-hmm. met in person you know yeah. what i mean like yeah uh it's just yeah, the, the day and age we, we it.
2: was it was at the barber hunt that was the first time we met mm-hmm. that's right that's right we met that, at that bonus ga- buck hunt. that gas station where we I got mugged <laughs> Uh, and that was awful.
0: And barely scraped by not getting bed bugs that night.
2: So slept in our trucks. That was all right. But that, hey, we had some dang good wings at that little um American Delhi. Whatever Deli. it was. American Deli. That's where it That's was. That's right. And then you yep. went off and killed killed a
0: fourth buck of the season that year.
2: Yep. See, there went my alarm again. <laughs> Let me know. I'm gonna put this on do not disturb, so it'll shut up. What's the dude what's the
0: dude that, that used to do the diabetes diabetes? commercial uh the beatus is it wilford wilford Bram bramley is that right
2: i forgot that the guy know.
0: i think it's the same guy that's on walker texas ranger anyway not important oh. not an important rabbit trail to, I, to can't, I can't i re- can't i can't remember that
2: god it's it's a good night man it's it a good night you know matt um, we got we got to talk about deer at some point well that's what i was about
0: to try to get into uh, I kind of hinted at, at something the other day about what my season's gonna look like this year. You know, there's some I got a pretty cool opportunity to go and do something this fall. Um, and as that's been developing over the last, I don't know, three weeks or so, it's really got my gears turning. Uh, I'm not gonna say that they're that I'm, come that I'm out of turkey mode. I, I feel very much in full turkey mode but my gears just kind of started turning I started thinking about uh started thinking about things that I'm might need to add to my system um I've got this pair of crispy uh crispy thor hunting boots that I really like but uh as I was turkey hunting the other day I was looking at them I was like man I think I'd like to get me something a little they're very stiff soled and so it kind of got me in the hunting gear mood you know like thinking about what mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing for Deer season, but this year I'm gonna be uh going and traveling as a producer for the tagged out tour for tethered um which means <laughs> y'all can't hear y'all can't hear matt's golf clap um oh dang it <laughs> it didn't pick up, but I'm gonna be doing that this fall, which is gonna allow me to hunt a lot of really cool places um and and spend time with some dudes that uh like my my ultimate goal is to <laughs> uh obviously have fun uh and and but i get to to be a part of kind of helping these these young dudes dream come true right like no responsibility kind of the entire country uh, at least of like serious mobile hunters watching how these kids are are doing things and learning things a lot of them you know i I would imagine they're they're going to be somewhat inexperienced with filming Maybe inexperienced with hunting on their own, you know, and uh, so I'm really I'm stinking looking forward to that that aspect of it of just kind of being a part of this whole thing and watching these kids enjoy the heck out of out of the fall. But um, I can see a lot of cool country, and it, at one time it's going to feel like you know like just yeah all over the place. So,
2: but yeah, it's not like you got one big trip you're waiting on for mm-hmm. the season. You know, you're going to be. You're gonna be hitting multiple states. If you had if you hadn't watched the tagged out tour from last year and you're listening right now, go watch it. Um you'll you'll get to see kind of the cool coolness of it. If you don't know what the tagged out tour is, it's a bunch of young guys, 18 to 25, who last year they got in the bus. I don't know if they're gonna do the bus this year. They went and hunted multiple states, got tagged, self-filmed, had challenges. Really cool deal. I think every man that was 30 in his middle 30s he's kicking himself wishing he was 22 again and could go on the road uh, and leave his family and hunt because i mean that was that was an opportunity of a lifetime and registration is still open correct yeah it is actually i think i want to say it's open until the end of the month um okay until the end of month until the end of may and i mean just another plug for them they've got another for the older folks you know who can't just give up 60 to 100 days They've got a 10-day tour they're going to be doing. So feel free to sign up for that if y'all had not already. Uh, that's Tethered, who's putting that on. Y'all can find that on their website. Is that right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's you can. On the get, website, yeah. yeah. Sure it all, should be
2: easy to find. They posted something. I like, should have been
0: more prepared because I, don't, I can't tell you the link that it's on right now, but just go to tetherednation.com. Nah, I'm sure you can find it there. It's going to be fun, though, dude. It's going to be a blast. I um, can't wait
2: to see it. I was on my toes every – Every day, you know, waiting for an update on a story or live, see if they dropped a video. Cause man, I was living vicariously through those guys.
0: Yeah, me too. I wish I could have done Dallas, something
2: like that. Dallas was, I think, my age or, or close close to my yeah. age. He's not far. He's the pawpaw of the group. <laughs> well, I get to be the pawpaw of this one.
0: So that, that's, that's all gonna right. be fun. I got a little bit of gray coming in my beard. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, right J
2: was calling you out on that earlier today. Did he? I didn't see him. What did he what did he say? Yeah. He, he said something about you growing that beard something he said something about it. I forgot. I got that song. I don't I can't remember. I've always thought it was really cool.
0: Like you see these dudes with like pretty dark beards, but they got one little streak of grey.
2: Yeah, one it's little just so,
0: looks so freaking like hard. <laughs>
2: it's like a it's like a black wing on a turkey, you know, a single That's black right wing on the turkey i'm basically an osceola you're a rare breed a rare breed
0: rare breed man do you want to know more about saddle hunting well you can go to TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs tethered is for saddle hunters by saddle hunters and they're redefining ultralight hunting if you know me you know that i love to have a system for all of my hunting equipment where everything works together and we preach about it a lot on this podcast When you buy from Tethered, you can rest easy knowing that all your gear is designed to work together as a system. Saddles, platforms, ropes, climbing sticks, and a ton of other great gear just for saddle hunting can be found by visiting TetheredNation.com today. That's TetheredNation.com. Check them out. Whether you're looking for a new knife for the field or the perfect everyday carry, you've got to check out Join or Die knives from Richmond, Virginia. Join or Die is a small shop and a custom knife maker dedicated to creating handmade knives that are cut above the rest. They make custom handmade knives to fit any need from the field, the kitchen, or just an everyday carry. And they come in several different steel and finish options. They've also got a ton of options for the handle as well. Plus, if you don't see something you like, you can always order a completely custom knife forged to your exact specs. I highly recommend you check them out. Get yours at com and use the code SGHUNT to save 10%. That's all uppercase, all one word, S-G-H-U-N-T. Well, Matt, you know, going, talking about deer hunting and and really getting into that mode right now, mentally for me, I think a lot of guys are, are finding themselves in the same situation. Um I think I may have said it earlier, like engagement is super low on turkey stuff right now. I'm not, I'm going to keep posting the crap because I like it and, and I'm still, I'm still there, you know, but, uh, I can tell, you can tell a lot of people have kind of moved on and, uh, and we're starting to really get into this, like really the time of the year where I, I'm actually writing an article about this right now for bowhunt.com about like window shopping, kind of window shopping some. Some new equipment, um, you know. Thinking about you know, do I want to change anything? Do I want to do I want to change any parts of my system? Um, And and honestly, like this year, particularly this year, I don't. There's not much for me. Like, yeah, there's not a whole lot. And so I've kind of skipped that. I feel like like I've already started looking at maps. I think I may have mentioned it. I went on a turkey hunt out here the other day in Alabama, and start and found his found a buck, found his bed, uh, saw the deer, and I'll be honest, I've been looking at that spot a lot. And what I'm finding, yeah. the 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 mode that it's got me in right now is finding funnels. And I texted you that earlier. I was like, I, finding funnels mm-hmm. is kind of like a fun thing for me right now. I'm um, putting the fun back in funnels. I like that. Hey, that's that's a good title for this podcast, son of a gun. Hey, if it is. I'm texting you that right now so I don't forget it. Going back
2: in funnels. <laughs> we need a funnel cake while we're doing this too. <laughs> uh, when you say funnels, you know, I, I think of a lot of different things and I, I suppose everybody else does. You know, it could either be a terrain, you know, a terrain feature funnel, a habitat type, um, maybe even, um, like a fallen down tree, you know, that's restricted an area that these deer may be using. So when, when we say funnels, like I told you, I said, there's a lot of, a lot of passageways we can go with this, um, because it is, you know, a, a vast thing, but I, you know, when, when I first think of funnels, I'm going to use using it as an example. When we were in Kentucky this past year and we were hunting, it was all big woods, and I was struggling to get. I saw bucks every, every hunt, the shooter bucks every hunt, but they were always out of range, and it was because there was big woods. There was nothing pinching them down and funneling them. And you had a success successful hunt that morning. I think you called. What time did you shoot that deer? Like eight o'clock,
0: something S- like that. Semi successful. <laughs> Let's. What? Are, are you talking about with the the buck I
2: didn't recover? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, but number two that you did recover in Kentucky.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that was what? Pretty early. It was nine. It was eight thirty or nine thirty. Oh, it may have been eight thirty.
2: Yeah, I got down and came right to you, and I saw what the definition of a funnel on the Big Woods was. Mm-hmm. Um, through terrain feed, through ter, I'd call that a terrain feature, but you can't. You it, wouldn't know it was as as a significant of a terrain feature if you didn't walk up and see it. Well, man you could barely see it on a map.
0: I'll tell you this, this is where I was at whenever I whenever I kind of decided cuz I I went in blind to this spot. Um and I'm glad you mentioned I'm glad you mentioned that hunt because I I kind of honestly forgot that that was such a good funnel. Um I didn't realize that it was that it was there that that it was going to be as significant of a steep face but mm-hmm. i went there assuming that there was some type of of funnel there because there was a visible creek that looked like on the map that it was holding water and also some of the banks uh you could see some of the banks on it were a little bit eroded i guess um now by the time we got there when we were hunting it there was not much water there's a little bit of water in it, in little yeah, little holes trickling. But but I knew there's a creek there, and a lot of times in a state like Kentucky, I don't know if it's the soil, I don't know what it is, but their rivers seem to erode the the bank more in that like Midwest area, even parts of like what it be, Western Tennessee that I've hunted. Um, yeah, and, and it seems to it seems like it's in areas where there's that might be a little more prime for agriculture. Um, so it may be the soil. You, you may even know more about that than I do. But I do know that in states like Kentucky, those creeks create a, a, a steeper bank than maybe what we experience here. And so yeah. kind of taking that into, into consideration, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm just going to take my chance and, and get down in there. The other thing about that particular funnel was, I mean, and, and we don't have to talk about this long, but you could see an obvious transition uh, break in habitat. Almost exactly where this potential terrain funnel was at. That was really my main reason for going in there. Like so many other hunts that I am on. Um, but even even thinking about the buck in in early season that didn't recover in Kentucky, that was a, that was a, a funnel. That, that was like an inverted to that funnel. We were actually on the top side of of the terrain. Um, yeah. and that, that really funneled the deer. I mean, it, it funneled them perfectly through where I was at. Uh, and that's why I wanted to talk about it right now is because that's a very different time frame uh, in the same state. That is the very, very beginning of October, which could be considered early season, um, which, which is considered early season. I mean, that's the beginning of our Alabama season, so it's absolutely early season, and then you're talking about a buck that the the one that I did recover, which was I think November the. Maybe November the I think it was the 11th of November. 11th Yeah, I bet it was. That sounds right because I I killed the last time I killed a buck in uh, on public in Kentucky was November the 11th. I think they were the same day. Anyways, that, that's two very different time frames, but when it comes to funnels, I believe that. I'm not going to say deer use them as much as they do deer in the rut, but I think if you find a good funnel that is funneling deer in say July, where you can find a few tracks to confirm that it's doing that, Mm
2: -hmm. then
0: what you have found is a spot that could potentially, potentially produce a a buck uh, or a deer, if that's what you're after, um, at least good traffic all year long, uh, all season long, early season, late season, rut. You could find that because a funnel, the, the reason it's so good is, is, is that it's, like you said, pinch, pinching down that, that activity. And if there is a deer, if there is a deer around there that needs to get from one side of that to the other, that's the way to do it. Um,
2: but you, I mean, you know, like right now, if you go out and scout it, um, which I I'm planning to go out and scout pretty soon if you're finding an area that's got deer in it now and that or if you find a funnel, there's going to be deer in it year round. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's just the way it is. You know, Um, uh, I think funnels can also represent like for humans, like if we're going to walk through the woods, what are we going to do? We're going to take the path of least resistance, right? We're not going to walk, walk through something where stuff's just hitting us in the face constantly. That's not fun. When we're, when we're trailing a deer, you know, They'll run through that stuff sometimes. And it's these thick, nasty trails, which are, you know, typically what I think are escape routes. Um, But if you're finding constant funnels right now, whether it be, you know, like in a swamp or something, the deer are going to use that constantly because it's just a highway. Yeah.
0: They ain't got got nowhere else to go. And just to kind of can go back to what I was saying about funnels, about them using them year round they're obviously going to use them more during the rut. Right. So, so Mm -hmm. in a good funnel, like I'm going to find some rubs, um, almost always, uh, you might find a scrape or two, you know? Um, but it really depends on the type of funnels that, that it is. You know, if it's a, uh, I find more rubs on those, those funnels that, that I would Bobby Worthington described them pretty well. Um, in the episode that he that he did, like those big drainages, the big haulers that come up to the top, and right at the top of that ridge where the hauler comes to a point, that's a funnel right there where where those deer are getting from one side of that hauler to the other. Um, a lot of times on those, uh, and a lot, and usually there's going to be a creek. That's a creek crossing because there's going to be a creek up at the top that drops down into that hauler you'll find rubs um right there where you you'll be able to pinpoint a lot of times where the deer are crossing at because those bucks are marking trees on those creek crossings usually um and it's almost to the point you know where once once you figure that out and figure out what they look like uh you you can just see it before you see the sign you you can look yeah. at those and say I almost guarantee you that there's going to be a rub right there or there's going to be a scrape under that beech tree. I can see it from a hundred yards away and I can see this terrain. Um, It's very predictable in my opinion. It's a super predictable way. You know, I'm not saying you're going to kill your buck there, but it's an absolutely predictable way to gain inventory to put, put cameras up, you know, and, Um, and monitor.
2: That got me thinking of a spot I had in college. It was my first, first time ever hunting public land and I found an area that had been a pine stand had been select cut, and they left a buffer between the uh, select cut and the creek. Okay, and on the other side of the creek was open hardwood with palmettos. Well, I got to hunting it, got to hunting it, and what they were doing, they were using that sixty yard stretch between the creek and the that cut stand that had. Grown up and now with bedding they were using that as their travel route and they they would they would cross it to go across that that creek and go back over i mean that's that's a small sliver so if you if you find a creek crossing you know those deer are going to be in bow range as soon as they come in there to walk out of the bedding area to go wherever they're feeding or coming back or whatnot and i ended up i think the first time i hunted in there i ended up seeing like 17 deer on on public you know like two three rat bucks and then the next year i kind of narrowed them down i was in there opening morning and about nine o'clock here two came slipping slipping out and i don't know if y'all ever seen this but like a lot of times these big major creeks will have small little feeder creeks and they'll dry up and they'll just be like a ditch mm-hmm. the, these bucks were would dip they dip down in that ditch when walk that, that ditch to go go into the creek and come back up well me at the time i didn't know anything about that i just thought it was a good spot because hey there's wild oaks there's a early season scrape here it's a good spot well you look at it now you dissect you're like man i gotta find that somewhere else i gotta i gotta duplicate what that what that was and it just um funnels i mean i got i got more stories and more spots you know to talk about but as far so we've talked about you know how the vegetation and timber types change everybody knows that you and i like to hunt edges and those are those are great funnels especially when you have a lot coming together you can really put them put them together but like say we're hunting mountain country and it's it's steep you know like I used to like West Virginia, like stupid like that. If we were going to tackle that place to find on a map to find funnels, what are we looking for? I mean,
0: I've never been to either one of those. I will, um, you know, West Virginia is one that I've, that I've wanted to hunt. So I'm glad that you, you mentioned that one, but I do follow and I'm buddies with, uh, quite a few people, you know, Devin Duncan, um, is in that type of terrain. I think he might actually be in Virginia, not West Virginia. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim Forbes, who we've also had on podcasts, I want to say he's Virginia as well. Josh. Jared Schaefer, uh, in West Virginia. Um, you know, we Josh just, Alderton. Yeah, Josh Elderton that. from from the yeah. Untamed. He's he's that way. Uh, and Josh Elderton is a little bit different, just because. A lot it of his, moves. his style is moving around, you know, and I'm sure that those funnels have play a part in that, but maybe not quite as, may not be quite as, uh, of a topic, I guess for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, well, but, but, but guys like that, you know, I, I constantly see people talking about these micro benches and micro features um. Yeah. In those big, giant, monot- We were we did a podcast on Limb Hanger with Jared Schaefer today, and and he talked about you know in these big big woods areas like this. We were talking about turkeys, um, but it, 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 in a lot of ways it's the same because you're wanting you're wanting the like you said earlier these paths of least resistance or or whatever. And in mountain terrain, it's really hard. Uh, it's really hard to to find those in a a lot of times. And so you're looking for micro features. And, um, so I think that's the, that's the first thing I'm looking for in that. And and that's, I mean, I would absolutely consider that a funnel. Um, if I hunt a bench here, uh, which our terrain is not nearly as brutal as theirs, but we do have a lot of benches like this. And if I hunt a bench, I feel like I'm hunting a funnel because usually I'm, I'm hunting that, part of the bench that starts to pinch down a little bit because I don't want to hunt the direct middle of a big bench because then I'm not going to know which way they're at and which way they're coming from. You know, you're just kind of taking a gamble. And so I I would absolutely consider that. And so when you talk about mountain country like that, that's that's probably what I'm looking for more than anything or these really steep features um, that might have a, uh, you can find it on Onyx a lot where, it almost looks like the topo lines disappear or like they like, they stack like this. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, yeah. It just looks like a lo- big line and it kind of looks like a glitch. But what I found when you get there, it's really not a glitch. It's just like, it's just like a roll or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's very different. Um, and it almost looks like, how could they even begin to try to make a topography line for this? Well,
2: um And that's, that's, I kind of wanted to touch on what I, what I use to, to find these things. And I, you know, we talk about mapping and we're looking at maps and trying to figure places out. And, and on X is, and regular, you know, USDA topo maps can only do so much for us. Um, and I use that CalTopo, topo. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a relief shade, relief, you know, hotspot, whatever. I think, and I think Onyx came out with a feature, um, a shade relief feature, um, but that man, that's that's what I use, and it's it saves me a lot because I have. This is just a little mapping tip. I have found out, like when we change um, areas, like going from hunting Alabama to Kentucky or Tennessee, the way a topo map looks completely ch- changes uh, when you go from state to state. So, like, what dangerous. our topo what our topo map in Alabama, like if I'm hunting some hill country. And it looks like it's super steep. It's super steep, but if I go to Kentucky and I look, and it's showing the same thing, it's not. Good. It's not that way. And I found that out this year, and it was it was just wild to me. I mean, yeah, mapping can only get you so far, um, but if you look on Topo or one of those shade relief apps, it's gonna it's gonna kind of, kind of tell the truth. Um, so yeah, I I use that a lot um, to find to find those funnels. Um, in hill country, uh, you know, I mean, obvious stuff like saddles, benches, stuff like that, um, but a lot, a lot of times, like, if you, you get between a laurel thicket and, well, two laurel thickets, really, you know, to where you just have a gap or two, like, a lot of times if you get in, like, high, high elevation, Mm-hmm. you'll start seeing more mortality, um, tree death, uh, just because the the winds will blow these trees down. So, I mean, there's your thicket in itself. It's going to blow that down, and then you're going to get sunlight growing up, and you're going to be able to move on that. I've seen that firsthand. Matt, that's a um,
0: really stinking good point when talking about hill country. Um, I cannot tell you how many times... I've been to places, uh, especially turkey hunting, dude. Golly, when you know you got to cover a bunch of ground, but even deer hunting in the hill country where I, you get into a place and you're like, on a map it looks like it's wonderful, maybe a little bit higher in elevation. You get there and it's just all blowdowns, um, deadfall. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get, yeah, you kind of get these like nightmarish visions watching these dudes out west in Colorado climbing over all this deadfall for miles. Um, but it's true, man. and it, we, we haven't really talked about that. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the funnels that actually exist are things that you're not going to be able to see from a map. Um, because there's no way to show, you know, you might yeah. be able to see some and deadfall stuff sometimes, but not always.
2: I, I've been able to see, um, and that's, that's one of my, like, I will not say scouting secrets. But, but I can look and I I look at maps every day with with work and all that stuff. I can tell you pretty much by looking at a map how old the timber is, what it looks like, stem count, hey, if there's a down tree, there's a down tree, and that's that's helped me find little isolated bedding areas. Um I mean a, a timber cut's easy pretty easy to see on a um on a map. Sure, but yeah, cuts on. These good. little is these Yeah, these isolated pockets. I mean, you hear about deer bedding and tree tops all the time. So why not use that to, you know, to your advantage?
0: Matt, that spot where uh, if people watched the the video, your video, specifically from our our October Kentucky trip where you kind of found that little real bucky area. um, Yeah. That last night, the last night that we hunted there, you hunted that same area and I kind of kind of backdoored them a little bit and we ended up, I ended yeah. up spooking a big buck to you or whatever. The side that I was on um, was exactly what we're talking about. I mean, on a map, it looks like big woods, beautiful open in, in Kentucky. Usually that is the case. Um, but it wouldn't make sense for all those bucks to be held up in there. If it were that way. Uh, and on the side that I was on, I mean, dude, it was nasty. You couldn't, you, I mean, everything was just blown down. Um, and it was just, it was, it was on that little bit higher elevation from everything else. Um, on the backside of that kind of mountain or ridge or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, hill. Cause it was pretty steep. You know, I mean, that's not a small yeah. hill. It's, it's pretty big, especially once you get on top of it. And so, um, that's a that's a great point thinking about betting, um, and you I believe were in the funnel of that spot. I was in the betting area, <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Yeah. accidentally, really in the betting area. I was I I was like
2: hanging my last stick, and I look over in this big old bug. I got forty yards, like walking <laughs> past. Like, there he goes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I thought I was being incredibly safe. It was like immediately once i i went from seeing no deer sign to all of a sudden there's buck sign literally on every tree and this is october october the 4th i yeah. think it was my was it my birthday maybe what maybe it was october it was the 6th
2: maybe it, october yeah, the 6th. i think it was we were like sixth, 7th something like that yeah
0: and so you're seeing all this big buck sign and it and it's coming from just the fact that you know, th- those blowdowns, it was just in that terrain where what you were talking about, that mortality rate just a little bit lower. And they had a lot of bedding, a lot of cover in there. Um, but you can find these funnels. These are the funnels that a lot of times, no matter what you do on a map, you know, Matt, you've got you've got a, uh, a history, a background, and a career in being able to look at a map and say what the timber is. Most guys do not have that. So a lot yeah. of it, you're going to have to go in and see it and, and find these particular types of funnels out of this type of bedding area. And what I've seen, and I'm sure what you've seen, Matt, is that tends to be the places that the bigger bucks like to like to bed in. Are, are those places like that that may not be obvious thickets from a map perspective?
2: Yeah, it was... It's great. Uh, if if you look at a map, look at it on winter imagery, not summertime imagery, which almost disqualifies on X if you live in the south. Go to Google Earth.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I love because you you can backdate it. Yes. Yeah, Google Earth is great. You know, I'm I'm currently my mapping software is for deer is. If Onyx Hunt Stand Spartan Forge and Google Earth had a baby, like oh, that would be the perfect nice. little thing. And so I, because I use all four of them for different I reasons. I haven't
2: looked at Spartan Forge in a while. I forgot I had it.
0: It's been since deer season for me. I haven't, I haven't used it. I use uh, Hunt
2: Stand for work, and I use Onyx for work. And that's, I mean, Onyx gets too cluttered too quick for me. I, I was going to say, you know, we were talking about. um
0: we were talking about uh, Jared Schaefer just a minute ago. One of the things that he was talking about, which, which is something that I do too, uh, especially in Kentucky, like where we hunted the rut in Kentucky, places that are just super monotonous, these big woods areas, which is usually going to be the, the terrain type areas. They're going to be very monotonous. Uh, but he was talking about, you know, a lot of times what he does is just he turns off, turns off any type of uh, imagery. And only looks at the topo line so that he can really, he can, you, you can kind of unbiased, you can unbiased find these terrain features that you might miss if you kept them up, uh, if you kept mm-hmm. the, the imagery up. And I, I remember the first time we went down there or up there, I guess, to, to Kentucky in those big woods. And um, I mean, I'm sitting there the whole time trying to find the places that I want to go. I started noticing all the guys, Clayton and um, Trey and uh, Croft and all those guys were looking at their maps without the imagery on. As we're sharing waypoints and doing all that stuff, I was like, man, I'm going to do that. And as soon as I did that, like the next day is when I killed that big Kentucky buck a few years ago. It was literally the day after that because I was able to pinpoint these funnels with an unbiased eye because my biased eye wants to look at, does it have all the things that I'm looking for? And if you can just kind of take away that bias, and I hate to even say that, it kind of hurts my feelings to say that because uh, we've preached no, so hard about true. vegetation, but sometimes yeah. vegetation just doesn't, I hate to even say it this way, it matters always, but if, if it's monotonous, if it's the same, it, you, you have just as good a chance of just finding those, terrain features because that's probably the thing that they're more leaning on
2: and so diversity
0: yep yep and i think what you can do is and what i've learned to do in these type of areas is my initial look is no imagery and then once i pinpoint these these terrain features because that's going to be the most important thing in these places once i pinpoint that then i'll turn imagery on start looking and say okay well that one's got this coming in really close it's 75 yards away from a, a transition of some type and and you're able to really kind of prioritize each one and then the then the next step is you know going into to Google Earth Hunt Stand uh, usually I'm just using Hunt Stand. I think Hunt Stand has yeah um I I, I really like Hunt Stand's, uh monthly maps that they monthly
2: do. maps are sweet yeah
0: so you can actually see what it looks like at that time uh man that is that is valuable i love that
2: um funny story real quick on you know mapping without imagery uh i i, I do that if i go to a new spot i'll i'll get a basis of like what the property looks like you know but if i just want to go hey I just want to drop a couple of pins that are topo specific. Like that's what I wanted to. Do. So I got on there one day. I started dropping pins. I probably dropped like ten pins, and I uh, got out of it. Turned the imagery on. You know where all those all those pins were? Roads on roads. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Every saddle and ridge top has a road on it. Yep. Almost anywhere you go on public. Dude, saddles
0: are—it's it's a great funnel, but crap, dude, you're exactly right. Most saddles that I find, um, and, and what ends up happening, like, uh, I don't know if it's ever happened with me, me and you before, but when you start sharing maps with people, you start seeing the same, the same pins, and they're like, "I really want to go yeah, look oh, at no, that spot."
2: Didn't... No, it's a road. <laughs> no, when when you and I, when you started talking to me about where we're going in kentucky and i was like well hey what do you what do you think about this spot what do you think of this this spot and even turkey hunting dude that's what was crazy was you're like oh kind of think about going over here i was like that's the area you know general area that i was in and it's just it's just funny how (laughs) yeah you know everybody kind of thinks that way uh just from scouting and just like and like you said finding guys on the internet just and i think we were talking today about the polo group how you find like-minded people uh we we may say this so much on here but it's true man when you get a lot of people together that kind of think the same or wire the same as you it's really cool you know matt that's most of the things that you
0: and i uh, or our circle of friends have knowledge about i I truly feel like most of my deer hunting knowledge so like just the things that i know and then i then na- that that i just do um it, it's all stemmed from conversations with good hunting buddies uh hardly yeah. any hardly any time have i ever had a just a like new revelation of deer hunting for myself without it being planted by a, a conversation with a friend you know what i mean and so yeah. Um, I know that's not really, we are, we, this is, we are putting the fun back in funnels. This does go with it because the fun, the fun part is figuring out with your buddies that these funnel, these great funnels are actually roads. (laughs) That's that's exactly right. (laughs) We're putting the funny back in funnels. Um, because there's, there's not a whole lot that makes me feel better than when somebody's like, I think this spot's going to be killer. And you say there's a road there (laughs) tell you what you you know
2: there's that guy that you know everybody has you talk to and they're like what do you think oh i've been there i've seen this you know they've been to every pen that you you send them (laughs) or oh yeah i've done that i know what that that's like you know that's kind of like you want him to be your friend at that point because you want to know if you're walking to a road or not (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah that's right well matt dude i'm i'm getting uh i'm getting pretty tired, pretty, pretty tired of, um, that's not the right way to say it. I, I am ready to think about deer. Like I'm ready to get going on this. I'm ready to start shooting a bow. I'm ready to start doing all that kind of stuff. I'm tired of not thinking about deer. It's a weird, it's a weird transition. That happens. It has to happen every single year, and I'm in the middle of it right now. And it it's like you want to let go, of, you, you don't want to let go, but you really want to start planning and looking forward. And so I'm right there, dude. Yeah, I'm just
2: right there. Yeah, it's well, we got a lot of things to look forward to this year. You've got you know big stuff going on. I'll I'll be around here doing some some stuff and traveling a little bit, but uh, we got we've got a lot of stuff we've been holding back from folks for last year. Yeah. Um, so we, we, you know, YouTube been pretty, was pretty quiet last year after November. Didn't really put anything on there. Really, you know, put a, little, a couple Turkey videos on, but we've, we've been saving some footage uh, that we're going to start releasing. You know, it, it's May right now, maybe, maybe later on in the summer, start releasing it. Um, I've got a couple of videos. I'm wanting to get out to y'all throughout the summer. So, YouTube is about to ramp back up. We're about to get in full swing for deer season. Man, we are pumped.
0: Yeah. And you know, that was one of the hardest
2: things for me to, to decide to
0: do, um, was to, to save everything. But I think it, I think it's going to be really, really fun. It was great for me this turkey season, being able to focus on hunting turkeys and not trying to edit yeah. videos. And I know it sucks for people who like to watch them, but it's just one year sacrifice of, of, not putting anything out and then next year hopefully it's going to be you know we'll be grinding away just the same but being able to post these videos we've got a, a bunch of great videos from uh from deer season i didn't i don't think i put out anything after the kentucky video so yeah i flopped look for y'all have got a lot to look forward to if you if you like the things that we do if you like our our video stuff you know and wondering where it went. Um, it's not because we've given up on video. I've got I've got a uh, I've got a hard drive, an external hard drive full of like literally full. It's a one terabyte hard drive, and it's full of last year's stuff, <laughs> last year's deer stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so I you know, it's coming. We'll get it. We'll get to it. Other than that, dude, you got any? Uh, you got anything you want to close us out with? Any thoughts or concerns, Matt Reeves?
2: No, man. I think we made funnels fun again, and <laughs> we're good. You know, we're gonna keep making deer hunting fun because <laughs> yeah. it's hard not to have fun deer hunting.
0: It, it's hard not to have fun deer hunting unless you suck at it. <laughs> if you suck at it, it would not be fun.
2: <laughs> That's another conversation.
0: Another conversation for another day. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And you can be sure to check us out at southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, read some blog articles, and all that good stuff. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next week.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period.